Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who will have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Sanjay Sood, Associate Professor of Marketing at UCLA's Anderson School of Management. So, I'm in the car. Sanjay Sood is driving, hopefully safely. Are you going to drive safely? Well, it's so slow here in LA, right? You can't not drive safe. Yeah, five miles an hour. I think we're safe. We're safe. Okay. Now, you did an experiment recently where you asked people first to self-affirm themselves. Can you, as a demonstration, self-affirm yourself right now so we all know what you're talking about? Uh, so we've done it in a way... No, 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 no. just self-affirm yourself. Go ahead. Uh, write down three examples. No, 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 do it now. What would you do? Say, do it. I'm a kind person, I'm a friendly person, and I'm a smart person. This is like the guy from Saturday Night Live or something. You say, I'm beautiful, I'm smart, I'm... All of those things, yes? <laughs> exactly. Okay, so you, you in the experiment, people self-affirm themselves, and then what? Okay, so after they self-affirm themselves, we give them a choice between a product that looks good and a product that doesn't look good. Okay, so for example, what? Like a chair that looks good and a chair that looks ugly? Uh, yes. So we use uh, products that are dust lamps, garbage cans, sunglasses. Oh, the beautiful garbage cans. I've seen those. Yes. The <laughs> there are stores that sell the beautiful garbage cans. Okay, so uh, why would anybody ever choose the ugly one? Uh, because there's a price difference. Okay, so you can choose the beautiful expensive one or the ugly cheap one. Why is it always that ugly things are cheaper? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That's okay. survival of the fittest. <laughs> survival of the fittest. Okay, so um, they self-affirm and then they get a choice. And, and what does it have to do, what does the self-affirmation have to do with their choice? Okay, so our hypothesis is that choosing beautiful things... Hey, hey, there's IAG here. Is this, the, is this the insurance company? Are they still around? No, that's IAC. Oh, it's IAC. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> the insurance company is AIG. <laughs> uh, so there's... Uh, our, our hypothesis is that choosing beautiful things makes people feel better about themselves. Okay, so it's in some sense, it's a substitute. So you can self-affirm or you can choose beautiful things and they work in the same way? That's right. So in, in a control condition, we just give people the choice between the expensive, beautiful thing or, or the ugly, cheaper thing. And most people pick the expensive, beautiful thing. Then in the other condition, we... It just means that they're not expensive enough, right? If they were very, very much more expensive, they would probably choose the ugly ones. But at this price level, people prefer that. Yeah. In fact, we vary the price levels and uh, people are willing to pay more than twice the price for the more beautiful looking thing. Okay. All right, so in the... The self-affirming people? In the self-affirming uh, condition, we have people state reasons why they're good people, what uh, give some examples, and then we have them make the same choice between the expensive, good-looking thing or the cheap, ugly thing, and the effect uh, for the preference of the good-looking thing goes away. Okay, so, so they self-affirm, and then they just don't care about aesthetics. That's, That's amazing. That's amazing. So what does it say about the people in L.A.? I mean, it looks like aesthetics is very important here. You look at how people drive, how they dress. It's just amazing. Are they all suffering from some complexity where they can't self-affirm? Yes, we overcompensate. Yeah, overcompensate. <laughs> so, so if you started getting people in L.A. to self-affirm, to wake up every morning and say, I'm beautiful, I'm pretty, I'm smart, and so on, the whole city would collapse. They will be badly dressed, buying ugly cars and so on. If I owned a Maserati dealership, I'd be worried. Okay. So what, what are the implications of this? 
Um, so what we're trying to come to is uh, how products can really express themselves in kind of these deeply head values type, uh, type of way. But, but in fact, what you're saying is you don't need these products. All you need to wake up in the morning and do some self-affirmation. Well, pro- I would say the other way around, where the products are substituting for self-affirmation. So we don't tell ourselves that we're good, but we buy products to feel good. But, but isn't it cheaper to self-affirm than to buy expensive good products? It would be, but then there would be no reason for marketing. I see, I see. Okay, so you're saying another reason is that get people to stop self-affirming. All oh, this is really bad for marketing. Instead, if you deprive them from self-affirmation. So would that work if you got people not to self-affirm? You promise them not to do it. Actually, maybe you ask them even to remember bad things about themselves. Then they would be even more likely to buy the high fashion aesthetic items? Uh, so we, we ran that condition as well where it was not uh, saying bad things about yourself, but just uh, writing a I'm ugly, I'm horrible, I'm vicious. Not quite like that, but we, ha- we had them choose values that were not so central to their um, self. Okay, and? And uh, you basically get the same effect that you got on the control condition. Okay, so they don't get even worse. Like, you can't, you can't get worse. Like, the people in the beginning are so anti-self-affirmed that even if they think bad things about themselves, they don't get even worse. Yes. Okay. Uh, you think this is specific to L.A.? No, no. I don't think it's... In fact, uh, um, we've run it both on undergrads and also on, you know, quote-unquote real people. And we get a similar effect, and we even get similar effects for people who are design-conscious or not design-conscious. We get the same result. Okay, so that's, that's fascinating. It also means that our taste for um, beautiful things is really a function of how we feel about ourselves. So when you go shopping now, what, what time of day, what do, you do, what do you do to prepare before you go shopping? I try to tell my wife that she's a really good person. Okay. <laughs> so, so when your wife leaves the house, you say you're a good person, you're beautiful, you're wonderful, you're smart. Here's the credit card. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, she still ends up spending. <laughs> so I need to go with her to the store so I can say it before okay, she makes okay. the decision. So, so it might be that this effect doesn't last very long, that you need it on time. Yes. Okay, thankfully there's much more to be studied on this, I see. Thank you very much. Thank you. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, Professor of Behavioral Economics at Duke University. Learn more at research.duke.edu.